I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Thank you for allowing me to be with you. My name is Timothy Siemens, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here digitally um, and in the Holy Spirit. I'm a friend of Katie's from seminary who moved to Los Angeles last summer when my wife became a professor of epidemiology at UCLA. Up until uh, this past March, I always had to explain what epidemiologists did, but um, I think everyone knows by now uh, what that role is. I like to think of it. I'm married to uh, a scientific rock star. Um, so greetings from Westwood, uh, where we live with our 22-month-old daughter. Um, my vocation is to minister primarily to children and young people, and I've been a school chaplain for the whole of my priesthood. While I've also had the chance to uh, be a guest preacher and visit uh, churches each Sunday, and it's a pleasure to finally be at St. Augustine's by the Sea in Santa Monica. Uh, it's a favorite spot, um, Santa Monica that is, uh, for farmer's markets and uh, very early morning beach time with my daughter. Uh, I first um, started out ministry at, uh, as a primary school and, and preschool chaplain in Atlanta. And I worked there for, um, for four years until I moved to a boarding school in Virginia outside of DC and was there for two years. And now I'm uh, taking the school ministry to the Episcopal School of Los Angeles in Hollywood. And um, so I am a, a Midwesterner, um, turned East Coaster, turned Southerner, and now a Californian. And it's great to be in your company. I wanna begin as I always do, which is with a prayer. Um, I will not be praying spontaneously, but using a prayer from a book that um, I had the honor of having published earlier this spring. It's called Common Prayer for Children and Families. And I'll read the prayer that's always read on Sunday mornings. The Lord be with you. Almighty God, through your son, Jesus Christ, you overcame death with love and opened for us the gate of everlasting life. Lead us into the mystery of the resurrection and fill us with your life-giving spirit so we can join you in building your kingdom of justice and love. Through your many names we pray, amen. I always try to think spiritually and religiously and theologically in a way that I could eventually explain to children. Um, and what I found uh, is that doing this week in and week out, uh, Monday through Fridays is actually, um, I usually get the best feedback from adults when, uh, when I, I try to use that um, same, uh, common sense or plain language. And uh, that's what I'll be trying to do, I'll try to do today. And I wanna focus on something uh, specific in the reading that we heard from uh, Matthew. 
And so I'm gonna focus on this idea of the kingdom of heaven, which Jesus tells Peter that he's been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Now, this idea of the kingdom is one of the most spoken and circulated ideas in all of Christianity. Uh, it's said in the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Um, and then at the end of the prayer, thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. And, and what I appreciate most without, about working with children is they usually ask really obvious questions about things we take for granted. One of which is, uh, what is the deal with this kingdom? Where's the kingdom of heaven? And so I wanna pause for a moment and ask you to imagine the kingdom of heaven. Just take five seconds, try to create a painting or a picture of the kingdom of heaven in your mind. Some of you may have imagined pearly gates somewhere far removed from earth and a heavenly realm with St. Peter holding keys uh, at these gates surrounded by angels, deciding who gets in and who gets out uh, of this city that it is almost uh, unnaturally clean and glowing. Now this notion of the kingdom of heaven, which is widely circulated, uh, this heaven of the afterlife is actually uh, much closer to Greek mythology than it is the Christian tradition. What I love to point out when I'm talking about the kingdom of heaven with children is that for Jesus and for the Christian tradition, heaven and earth are like two circles. Um, you've got your realm of heaven over here and your realm of earth. And at one point they perfectly overlapped in the beginning and sin made its way into the world and they began to grow distant and distant and it seemed as though they were never going to reconnect. But Jesus comes in, and he is that one who is fully human, fully earthling, but also fully God and fully heavenly. And it's like a Venn diagram. Jesus is where that intersection is, where heaven and earth overlap. And when the gospel writers use the word of either the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, what they mean is that point of overlapping. And the real point uh, that kind of shatters that picture of pearly great gates far removed from anything we'd experience, the point is that when we wanna look for the kingdom of heaven, we look at our very lives and at the world around us. And so why is it so hard for us to sometimes imagine the kingdom of God around us. Matthew answers this question just two chapters later in one of my favorite lines. He says, Jesus says to his disciples, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now what Jesus is saying is not that we have to become uh, childlike in our ignorance or have a sense of blind faith that just believes anything we're told. What Jesus is saying is that to enter this kingdom of heaven that Peter has just had access to actually involves having a childlike sense of discovery, imagination, wonder. It's being predisposed to love 
or befriending others and to embrace the world. Uh, one of the things that I used to do with kids that I worked with each year is we would make a window into the kingdom of heaven. And we would take popsicle sticks and make four, we would make a frame out of popsicle sticks. And you write on the frame, uh, window to the kingdom of heaven. And the task was then to hold that frame up to either a person or a place where you loved, or a person or place that you loved or loved you. And if you wanted to, you, you would walk around first and experience it at the school uh, and your surroundings and hold that frame up, that frame to the, to the kingdom of heaven. But it was trying to underline this point is that this is not a place that we die and then go to. It is in our very midst. We're participating in the kingdom of heaven when we discover and identify God's love. And eventually there was, there, you know, you can put an actual picture of the people or places that you love inside of that. And so this leads into this question of, of what Jesus asks Peter. Who do you say I am? Now, aside from uh, Peter's name, Peter's name in, in, uh, in Greek means rock. <laughs> so when Jesus says that uh, you are the rock that I'm building my church on, Jesus it means that when Peter says you are the Messiah, the son of the living God, He's saying, uh, this is the foundation that we build our idea of Jesus on. But what is really awesome is that we don't stop building. That's the foundation or the bedrock of our beliefs, of Christian belief. What we get to do after that is really interesting. We get to actually continue to build on, well, what else is Jesus? Along with being the Messiah and along with being the Son of God. What are all the different ways we can imagine Jesus's presence in our lives? There's a book I recommend to you called uh, Jesus Through the Centuries. And it's a beautiful book because it, what it does is it starts with the time of the, when the Gospels were written and moves all the way to the 21st century, showing how people have taken Jesus as the Messiah and Jesus as the Son of God, but also read their own lives and world's into how they define Jesus. And I wanna, I wanna close with, um, with a kind of experiment. Um, you know, where does the rubber meet the road here? Um, my daughter is slowly acquiring language. Um, and so I'm asking myself over and over again, um, how will I answer this question? Who is Jesus? When I talked about him, when I talk about with, uh, Jesus with my daughter. I could talk about Jesus as this one who lived uh, 2000 years ago, about this great man, this moral man, this spiritual man, but how can I build on top of those things and make it a personal question? And how can I answer, how do I see Jesus alive in the world and the people around me? And one way that I'm going to do this, and I'm, I'll leave, and I want you to, at least imagine yourself doing this and talk about what you imagine, is imagine you have made that framework, that window into the kingdom of God, into the kingdom of heaven using popsicle sticks or branches. 
and ask yourself, where would you hold that window up? Who are those people in your life? Those places in your world? Those moments and practices where you feel God's love and a oneness with that love? And this is the hard part. I don't want you to keep that imagination to yourself. I want you to find somebody this week, whether it's Rev Katie or a family member or a friend that you trust. And I want you to tell them and describe to them where you see heaven on earth. Those are where we start to share the keys to the kingdom with one another. I've had so many opportunities when someone has shared their vision and their framework to the kingdom of heaven that I've realized that that very thing is in my own life and I just never knew how to look at it. So please hold up your frames to the kingdom, find that person, place, or practice where you see God's love at work and share that with someone you trust. And I guarantee you the foundation for your faith will grow deeper and wider and all the more likely of building thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.